Welcome back to Power Word Crit, everybody. My name is Corin, and I will be your dungeon master today. With me are four precious players. They are... I'm Kayla, and I'm playing Celestine Peacechild. I'm Andrew, and I'm playing Lilik. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Izzy Welkenmov. I'm David, and I'm playing Lord Usarker Von Pride. Last time on Power Word Crit, the group split up. You guys have a habit of doing this in the town. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We got things to do. Things to do, people to see. They're our traveling companions, not our spouses. It's okay if we separate. Good to know. So, Usurker and Celestine decided to study the pile of books that were collected, and Izzy and Lilik decided to go visit some of the Prazio suppliers. Usarker and Celestine learned more about the origins of the cult, that they did indeed raise many Draco Liches in the past and nearly pushed their way into the Sword Coast before they were defeated. They also learned that there was suspicion that the Red Wizards of Thay had given them the knowledge and the ability to raise the Draco Liches, but those were only suspicions. There were a few books they couldn't read due to language barriers and asked Sanjay to locate someone who could translate them. Izzy and Lilik met up with one of the Prazio suppliers named Sasha Silversmith. She fell in love with Lilik's tea and offered to buy more off of him whenever he was able to bring some. Izzy ended up spilling her thoughts and fears about Jaden, to which Sasha offered to help. The two learned that Jaden visited Sasha a week after the ransom note was delivered, and he was asking about inns within the inner wall near the nobles. After a little more digging, they learned that Jaden had been asking others if there were any trade routes that went through the inner wall area. There were none, but he had been asking about them. Later that night, the High Magistrate asked if they would be willing to work with the orcs to find the location of the cult's hideout. The group agreed, and then ended their session by shopping. And that's where we leave you guys. So you guys have two days left. If there is anything that you want to do in those two days, we can work through that now. If not, we can skip ahead. No, I'm good. I think I think we have set things in motion. We're mostly just waiting for Usarker's armor to be finished so we can get out of town. So, really quick, Usarker, somebody did come by to help translate those books for you. The mm-hmm. Gnomish books were just normal history books. They weren't anything interesting. However, the one in Abyssal, they were able to translate... However, the book was in a cipher. It was coded. Because being an abyssal wasn't enough. Those sneaky abyssal writers. Not only do they write it in the language of chaotic beings, which makes one wonder why they have a language. (laughs) They also put it in a cipher. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. The library ended up not really knowing where the book came from. They didn't have it in their records. They just kind of had it. It's one of those books. One of those books. So you are welcome to take it with you because they don't have any use for a ciphered book in their library. It's true. If you don't know what it says. Um, in, the, in, in the words of someone famous, I cannot read a sealed book. Is the DM telling me that I ought to take this useless book with us and it will become useful in the journey? Maybe. Then I'm not taking it. Aww. <laughs> uh, someone else in the party is more than willing to you know, welcome take, to take it. it, but Celestine's the only other one there. Me. Yeah. So if I can get a copy of it, actually, or enough of it that I can probably, hopefully do a cipher, figure out the cipher. I don't read Abyssal, so taking the whole book with me isn't going to work. Yeah, so the, the person that they got to help you translate this 
ended up doing something interesting to the book and so it is now in common <gasps> however there the letters there's numbers there's like strange symbols that may or may not be punctuation oh my okay so they ended up converting it into something you can read however they said that the spell will not last longer than 30 days so oh, okay. if you needed more time they would you'd have to go bring it back to them that's fine so i'll probably just spend some time in the evening before i do my prayers and studies i'll look at the book and see if I can figure anything out about the cipher. Okay, cool. It's like your Sudoku book. Exactly. Oh, like... I take it back. It's on the horse. I'll be on the horse doing it. Speaking of horses, we get two additional horses. You do. Skipping ahead, you guys are standing outside of the gate of Burdusk at dusk. The orcs said that they would travel with you if they could travel at night, because that's when they are most comfortable traveling. You guys arrive at the gate, and you see, well, Izzy and Celestine see a familiar face. You see Yhreg, who was the male half-orc who you guys met up right at the beginning of your girls' night out. Oh, hello, Izzy. Hello, Celestine. It's nice to meet you again. Hi, Yhreg. Are you ready to go? Uh, yes. I see you have four horses. Great. We were planning on traveling quickly, so the horses will help you guys keep up. Isidore, if you would introduce us to your companions. Yes. So, Yrig, this is the rest of our group. This is Lord Usarker Von Pride, and apparently his name is too complicated for us in our tongue, so he goes by Lilic. Nice to meet both of you. Not complicated, just difficult to translate. Ah, you understand, we, yes. We understand completely. Yhreg is in a small portion of my name. Mm-hmm. I apologize for my ignorance. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Language barriers. They're a pain sometimes. Well, are you guys ready to head off? I believe uh, that we are prepared. Indeed. Okay, so who's riding which horse? I need to know. <laughs> All right, the most important thing <laughs> in this episode, who is riding which horse? So I want the new horse. Did Do we have... Bla- New we have black- new Blackie and, and Nutmeg, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one is black and one is brown. I'll take new Blackie. I'm familiar with that horse. <laughs> and you okay. also have a white one and a- another black one. I'm going to go with the white one. Does it have like some black spots on it or something? Sure. It's got some like speckled spots, like somebody- uh, Speckled it? Speckled it with paint. Okay, we're going to call Spackle. Hunting. <laughs> 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 I was actually thinking moonshine, and then my brain just went to shiner. Oh, oh. As in bruises. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I asked if it had black markings on it. We're going to go with shiner. Okay. Lilik is going to approach the new black horse um, and bow to it. As a player, I want to roll animal handling with this. He wants to make friends with it. Okay. The day greets you. I wish to join you. Greetings to our party. Pull out some... An apple. Sure. It looks at you. It looks at the apple. Looks at you. Looks at the apple. Go ahead and make an animal handling check. With advantage, you have food. (laughs) (laughs) This one understands priorities. That is going to be 15 plus 6. 21? Mm -hmm. I have strong wisdom, and I am skilled in animal handling, so... The horse... Leans down and gently takes the apple, bows its head, and then starts purring like a kitten. 
You this you <laughs> have bonded with this horse for life. It's just chomping at the apple. Yep. I have not prepared the proper spell, but soon we will speak and I will learn your true name. We will call you Purr for now. Purr. Okay, cool. So you guys all ride off on Nutmeg, New Blackie, Shiner, and Purr. <laughs> and it's uneventful. You guys trot quickly, and you're surprised that Yireg is a very fast walker. This is not typical for orcs, but he has quite a long stride, and he can go very, very quickly, and he doesn't seem to be tiring very much. I was a little concerned about how fast we would be able to go with people walking, but apparently that is not an issue. Yeah, he's keeping up, barely breaking a sweat. And after about eight hours of riding into the night, you meet up with the rest of the the clan. The clan greets you. A few of them remember you, Izzy and Celestine. They remember your names. They ask you how you're doing. And I they... brought more jewelry. <laughs> Yay! All you hear like cheers in the crowd. Not much, but I have some. <laughs> You see that they also have two hand carts with them with what looks to be like dried meats, dried goods, easily transportable things that will not perish. And Yireg explains to you guys, this was part of our trade to help Burdusk with our situation. We also have our own wagon, correct? Did you bring it with you? I didn't think we were going to. I mean, so that was we, a whole carriage. Do we wish not to bring it with us? Nah. Okay. That's why we took the extra horses. Okay, that's good. I think we may have sold it or donated it or something in Verdusk. Yeah, because I don't know if we had ownership at that carriage or if it was technically supposed to go back to Greenest. It might be on loan. Bard. Still on loan, though. <laughs> in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> yeah. On loan. Pro- probably in the parking it's lot. It's been booted because it's been sitting there for longer than 24 hours. Darn these medieval boot people. <laughs> Some Cast just iron some booting? boots on it. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> At some point, when we have rested for the evening, Lilith will have done a ritual of speak with animals. Okay. Uh, and I would like to propose a name. Okay. Um, unless you want to come up with something. You're welcome to. So it takes another hour for the orcs to really grab everything, stick everything where they need to go. So you guys are welcome to take a short rest at that moment. And if anybody would like to cast any rituals, they are welcome mm-hmm. to. I'm going to try and meditate and listen to the wind. Okay. Because we're out in nature, it does, and it's not raining right now, so might as well. Mm-hmm. Bird watching. Bird watching in the night. There are owls. That is true. Mm. Also bat watching. Okay. You see lots of bats. A couple owls. So, Lilic, you perform Speak with Animals. Yeah, I was trying to think of how he does this. Got verbal and somatic moments. Somatic are like gestures. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Perhaps he like stares intently into the eyes of the creature that he's going to speak with, his horse there, and makes arcane gestures between himself and the horse. The horse stares trustingly, unblinking at you. <laughs> we have a bond, us. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be stronger. You fed it an apple. Mm-hmm. You have its undying trust. <laughs> <laughs> do you do a dance? Yeah. Interpretive dance. Some people might view it as interpretive. You can interpret it how you want. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tail swishing? Tail swishing, arms waving in slow motions above. And at the culmination of it, he speaks. Bonus. Can therefore communicate with the horse. 
Hello, my dear sir. How may I help you today? Ah, horse. Friend. Purr. So you have been calling you. I wish to learn your true name. I have gone by many names. You may name me as you wish. That is kind of you. Feel our bond is strong. You have strong spirit, and we met at morn. So, how about a strong spirit of the morn? That is the best name I've ever had. Thank you. And the horse bows its head and then nuzzles your pack. Do you have any more apples, perchance? We will see. Yes, I think I do. May I have one, good sir? Of course. What shall I call you? You may call me fourth of the sleeping lily of the hungry moon. I shall call you that as well. Thank you. May I have my apple now? Of course. I'll pull it out and give it to him. All right. Izzy, you are meditating on the wind, trying to speak to it. Okay. Takes you a moment, but you feel the wind shift around you, and you feel you feel the word happy, calm, joyful. And that's what you get. So I take these impressions, and I try to repeat them back to the wind. See if I can mimic the same impressions so that I can start learning this primordial language of air. The wind suddenly shifts and feels like it's dancing around you a moment and you feel the word thank you and then it whips away. Ooh, new word. (laughs) You'll have a whole vocabulary in no time. (laughs) No time flat. Right. (laughs) A whole decade later, I can speak the 200 most common wind words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the orc camp is ready to go. They're going to be traveling the next half of the night. So you guys are heading off. Okay. Nothing really happens. You guys end up traveling through the whole night. Everything is calm. Everything is pretty cool. Like no storms. No storms. No pigeon bears. No pigeon bears. No really anything. It's kind of nice to have some just calm, peaceful traveling. Yeah. Any cows. (laughs) Roll perception with disadvantage. (laughs) With disadvantage? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we find the cows, then we it's possible that we can return them to their proper people. Four. No cows. No cows. Because they were, they were, they belong to Ygreg? Is that right? Or no? They belong to a town. Oh, okay. That, that the orcs knew. That ah. the orcs traded with, yeah. So the camp stops for the morning and starts setting things up when all of a sudden you hear, Knowles! We got gnolls! Hilly gnolls. Brassy gnolls. Very brassy. Prepare for battle. (laughs) Roll for initiative, everybody. It's been a minute. My skills are getting rusty. Apparently so. Oh, yes. Celestine's (laughs) back. Hey, I'm with you. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean you rolled high or low? Uh, Low. (laughs) All right. Izzy, what you got? Seven. Celestine. One. Usurker. Four. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness, Whoa. guys. Lilic. I have 13. Okay. Above 10. <laughs> okay. I was paying attention. <laughs> I was confused as to why we were worried about Knowles. Perhaps the wagons were going to be in trouble with the navigation. 
Yeah, the hills. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just tired after being awake for all day and all night. Celestine's trying to explain to Sarker that these are gnolls. G-N-O-L-L. Hmm. Different spellings. Different, regional. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You guys hear gnolls! We've got gnolls! And you see from the ground a few gnolls pop up. They had something over them. Oh. Clever. Trees. Big trees. <laughs> or grass. Grass. Probably grass. Grassy gnolls. They pop up and the <laughs> oh my so and the camp is surrounded by gnolls. There looks to be about 20, 30 of them. The orcs start going after a bunch of them, and one of the gnolls starts yipping at another one, and that one goes running off. And then it looks into the crowd as this battle is commencing, and it makes eye contact with Celestine. It snarls and it says, You and it is going to run up to you, and it's going to take a swipe. Let's Did it see. say you in the common tongue or in a knollish tongue? Heavily, It heavily said you yeah. in the common tongue. With a heavy accent, I'm sure, but yes. Ooh, boy. Oh, man, I don't think no, I named Now, Celestine had some history with knolls recently, I right? did, yes. I don't think I ever actually named any of them, but... When Celestine was going to Greenest, she had just finished up a battle somewhere, and it was actually a pack of gnolls that had been attacking a town that she went to help free. Yep. So, Celestine. So I'm assuming that's what this knoll came it from. It seemed to have recognized you. It had a recognition in its eyes. Okay. So, it takes two attacks. Well, that's a natural one on the first one. That does not hit. And a 21 on the second. That does it. <laughs> For our listeners who may have never heard of a knoll before, yes. Ooh. what does it look like? They look like humanoid hyenas with long snouts, very, very pointed ears, different colors. And they are roughly around the same size as most humanoids, maybe a little bit taller in some instances. And they are looking a little vicious at the moment. So, Celestine... You take five points of damage. It takes its glaive and it swings down at you, misses the first time, and it swings again, and it hits you on the second time. Does it have anything special with it? It does not. Okay. I think I divert three points of damage away. Yep. Lilic, it is your turn. So what you see right now is a knoll is up on Celestine, and you see two more knolls coming to your little group. Are they... And the rest of the orcs are fighting all over the place. How close are those gnolls together? So the... Are they within a 20-foot cube, and are they 60 feet away? They are within 60 feet, and they are within 20-foot cube. Well, they're going to get fairy fired. Ooh, okay. Ooh, the most nice. deadly of fires. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to the spirits of the land and ask for their aid in showing our enemies, helping us. Get them better, for they are not welcome here. Okay. And going to go ahead and cast. They have to make a dexterity saving throw of 14. Dex of 14. So one fails, and the other succeeds. So one of them is glowing. What does it look like? It is neon green. Neon green. You all see a knoll light up like one of those glow sticks at a rave in neon green colors. Beautiful. there, There were three? So there's so the one and then the two. Oh, were- sorry. So there was one up against Celestine mm-hmm. and then two that were further back. Oh, that's right. It came close. Okay. Yeah. Fair. 
So you were able to hit two of the three. That's fair. So mine is not green. Yours is not green, no. Okay. That is my action. Were, had we just, like, stopped the camp? Yes. Like, what you, phase you, were we in at that point? You guys were starting to set up, like, tents and stuff to go to sleep okay. in the morning. Are our horses nearby? Your horses are nearby. Okay, I'm going to go to Strong Spirit of the Dawn and say, Come, we must fight. Nay! <laughs> and it lets you go on. Cool. Much more mo- mobile on a horse. Mm-hmm. Are these horses trained for combat? Yes. Okay. Well, two of them are. The one that you got from Greenness, I don't believe were. I think they were plow horses. I am not on a battle horse. That's okay. <laughs> all right, and Lilic, anything else? Uh, I assume that's all I can do. Izzy, it's your turn. What are you doing? I am going to dual wield, take out both my scimitars at once. Hallelujah. Okay. And how far away are these knolls from us now? So there's two knolls, I'll say about 30 feet away. Okay. And then there's one right up against Celestine, and she's about 10 feet away. Okay. So does Celestine look like she's handling that knoll? You got the Celestine? Need help? Apparently it's quite personal. I got it. Okay. I'm going to run up to the other two knolls who are 30 feet away. He's my full movement to get up to them, and I'm going to swipe and then offhand swipe with my second scimitar. Okay. First attack is a 17 to hit. 17 does hit. Do you want me to roll damage first or the second attack? Whichever. It's fine. Also a 17 to hit. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage. So the first strike was six points of slashing damage. Okay. Also six points of slashing damage. Keep rolling the same numbers. Nice. This one's looking a little hurt. However, the knoll that's up against Celestine turns its head and says, Kill that one attacking you. And this knoll is going to take an attack at you. Because it wasn't obvious what he should do. <laughs> yeah, who knows? They, they have to follow orders. He's probably, he has an Very explicitly. He's going to bite you. Okay. Ooh, that probably does not hit. 13? Nope. It snarls and it tries to bite you, but misses. I use my two scimitars to kind of block him since I do get the plus one to my AC for dual wielding. Nice. It goes to bite you and pull your two scimitars up and catch its teeth. Yes. Nice. Anything else? That's it. All right. So it's that one's actual turn. And that one. Oh, okay. Did he just get two turns? What happened? No. Probably acted via reaction of our null pack leader. Yeah. Like it held its action. Got it. So it's going to try and bite you again. 17, does that hit you? That hits. Okay. So you take five points of biting damage. Okay. And it is going to just stay there. It is determined to follow its leader's commands. The second knoll is the one that's highlighted green. That one is also going to turn around and take a bite at you because you're the closest. I think that one's even higher. An 18? Yep. You take seven points of bite damage. Okay. And this one, when it comes down, it bites you on your shoulder. Ow! And it howls back at you in anger. I'm going to stab you next after I kill this one. Izzy, hang in there. (laughs) Okay. I'm fine, Celestine. (laughs) Next up is Usurker. It's your turn. I'm going to say, this isn't as funny as you're making it sound like. Whatever these creatures are, they're obviously working in coordination. 
that one seems to be the leader. I'm going to point at the one that is giving orders, which I believe is the one that is currently attacking Celestine. Mm -hmm. You said that this was early in the morning and we were just getting, you know, prepared and everything getting ready? To go to bed, yes. Go to bed. Okay. So I'm going to assume I'm not wearing armor since I'm probably wearing my PJs. You are welcome to have whatever armor on or off (sighs) that you desire. PJs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to step up behind Celestine, and I am going to take my scythe and thrust into the knoll ahead of me. Okay. Doing some proper spear tactics here. Mm-hmm. Shield and spear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the shield. I can have a spear. She also has a hammer, though. Mm-hmm. It's a great shield. <laughs> In any case, that was a 22. That hits. All right. I would like to use one of my superiority dice. Okay. I'm going to use Menacing Attack. It has to make a Wisdom Saving Throw, DC 13. That was a natural 16. It still takes 10 points of damage. Nice. I'm sorry, 11. Nice. Er. I'm going to give Tandem Tactician bonus for Izzy and Celestine on the knoll that Celestine is fighting. Okay. Celestine, it is now your turn. Normal battle tactic is take off the habit. So I have my new shiny mithril chainmail showing. Ooh. And Catches the light of the new dawn. It Ding. does. It sparkles. <laughs> Probably not how you want to describe your armor normally. Sparkly <laughs> armor. Sure. <laughs> when it's new, heck yeah. And take out Shines the Shines with the light of Tempest. Right before your enemy's bloods will splatter it. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's uh, We're christening it now. <laughs> And I am going to swing with my Warmall. Okay. That is a 22. That hits. 11 damage. Okay. Anything else, Celestine? If possible, I'd like to interpose myself between the Null and Nusarker, so I'm more likely to get hit than he is. Okay. You can I'm... get right up against him and kind of in front of him if I you should... want. Ooh, I guess I could, ins- I could try insulting him, too. You could. I'm going to tell him... I don't think I'm going to assume I never learned this Knoll's name because I have no name for him. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell him that run like you did last time. Take your weakling soldiers and run like you did last time. <laughs> Do an intimidation check. 13. He responds, you killed my clan mm-hmm. and you destroyed all of my family and friends. I will die here tonight. Wait, who's fighting with you now, then? I'm fighting you! And he's going to take two attacks at you. <laughs> 19 and a 14? One hits. Okay. He brings down his glaive, trying to aim for your head, and he does 13 points of damage to you. Ooh, ouch. So that is negated to 10. I will make sure you die for what you have done. Next up, Lilik. So to set the scene here, we've got the Null leader fighting Celestine and Usarker behind Celestine. Izzy is in combat with the other two Nulls, is that right? Correct. Are they both on top of her? Yes. Okay. One of them is glowing. One of them is glowing. You should hit that one. Yes, going to do that. I'm going to produce a flame in my hand with cantrip, produce flame. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is a green flame because Lilith's magic is green. And going to throw that at the already glowing knoll. So I get advantage with this spell attack roll, right? You do. 
Is produce flame a concentration? It is not. Okay, just wanted no. to make sure. I appreciate that, though. I have a 13 plus 6 is 19 to hit. 19 hits. Cool. 8 damage. That's a good amount of damage. You guys that are doing pretty good on these guys. Strong Spirit and I ride past and I shoot the flame at the null. It lights up a flame and howls in pain. I'm kind of curving around Izzy and the Knolls to get to a better firing angle to be able to support from afar. Maybe gather the attention and draw it off a little bit. All right. Izzy, it is your turn. Okay. There's one that's really hurt in front of you. There's one right behind you that bit you. And that one also caught some fire damage. It's also glowing neon green. (laughs) So bonus action, going to summon my echo. I'm going to attack the really hurt one. And then I'm also going to, I'll let you decide how you want to play this out. I want to try the unleash incarnation. What does that do? You can heighten your echo's fury. Whenever you take the attack action, you can make one additional melee attack from the echo's position. Does that require an attack action? So when I make the attack, it also makes an attack. Does it go, hold on, does it it's go It's a through? special. It's a special, and you get that at level four? I, I technically got it with my echo. Oh, okay. I just hadn't used it yet because I'm still learning how my echo works. Right. So basically how I'm trying to role play this is I'm so furious at these gnolls attacking me that I instinctively call my echo and I swipe the one in front of me. And because of where I called her, like kind of next to me, she ends up attacking the one behind me. Okay. And that doesn't take up a bonus action or anything? No, because it was my bonus action to summon the echo. And then it doesn't require an action economy. It just happens when I take an attack action. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So 17 and 23 on both of those hits. Okay. You hit both of them. Thank you, Echo Izzy. So roll the damage for the one in front of you. Okay. That is nine points of damage. Oh, it looks real hurt. For Dora. She also did nine points of damage. An Echo indeed. It's like she's your Echo, your shadow, your duplicate. (laughs) By the way, that Unleash Incarnation, I can only use it three times per long rest. Got it. Just so you are aware. Okay. But there is limits to it. No action, but whenever you attack, you get to make uh-huh. an additional attack. Yeah. That's super So, neat. like, in-game, Izzy doesn't realize that this happened. She's <laughs> so focused, and she's just like, help Boom. me, Echo. I don't know what I'm doing. Dora, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> yes. She's going to turn around and find out that everything's dead behind her. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, bonus action, action. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay, the knoll in front of Celestine is going to howl, and the knoll in front of you, looking extremely hurt, is going to take an extra attack at you. Oh, snap. And that misses with a one. Ha-ha! It's too hurt to, to actually go through. However, it is that knoll's turn, and it's the knoll behind you's turn, and they're both going to try and bite you again. So they're not going for my echo? Oh, you know what? That is true. So the knoll in front of you is going to go after you. The knoll behind you is going to go after the echo. Okay. Very confused why there's now two of you. Yes. So the first one. He's not the only one. The first one is a 17 against you. That hits. I still need 12 for the 12 for your echo. So I think it misses. It misses for the echo. Yeah. Okay. 
less damage. Five points of damage to you, Izzy. Okay. And then both of them, seeing that you are very strong and them being very much cowards, they're both going to try and run away. Attack of opportunity. Which one? The one that's neon or the one that looks extremely hurt? I guess the one that's in front of me because I'm not facing the one that's neon. Okay. So the one that's extremely hurt. That is a 19. That hits. Eight points of damage. How do you kill this thing? So as it turns to flee, I take my scimitar and slash it from shoulder to hip in a diagonal direction across its back. All right. Nice. You slash. It cries out in pain and then falls to the ground, no longer moving. The signal, however, he just runs away. Just can't do anything about him. I'm going to chase him down. (laughs) Okay. Some meat for you. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> your, your, your dinner slash breakfast is running away. This is necessary. <laughs> Usurker, it is your turn. There's a knoll running away from Izzy, and there's one standing in front of Celestine still. You and Celestine. Did I miss something? When did Isidore start to summon the spirits of the dead? I'm going to take a jab at the knoll um, in front of me. Hey, I'm not dead. That's a one. And this is... I am going to use my tandem tactician to give Celestine and Lilic advantage attacking the knoll who's fighting her. I didn't say you were dead. I said that you seem to be summoning a dead spirit or something. But she looks exactly like me. Do you have a twin? Did you have a twin? Celestine, it's your turn. (laughs) Okay, I am going to swing the warm all again. Okay. And I would actually like to use my feet that I picked up this level. Ooh. Great weapon master. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah, I think Splat. Yeah, that's it. Splat. 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 <laughs> so that is a 15 minus 5 plus 6 is 16. 16 hits. Okay, Ooh. so that means I get an additional 10 damage. Good. So great weapon fighter does. You make a giant attack at the cost of your accuracy. So it's minus 5 accuracy but plus 10 to your damage. Cool. 19 damage. Woohoo! <laughs> Looking real hurt. Ah, he's still up. He's still up. Okay. Anything else? Nope, that's it. You're not going to divine strikes. How many do I have? I'll go ahead and divine strike. I don't remember what that's actually called. War Priest. Okay. So we're going to bonus action and do War Priest. And I can only do, I believe, Great Weapon Master Attack once on my turn, I think. So I'll have to look that up later. But anyway. 18. 18 hits. 10 damage. Celestine, how do you kill it? Ah, it's dead. Okay. I'm just going to bring the worm all crashing down. And we're just going to cave his chest in. And he's... I'm assuming falling over. So you bring that war hammer down, hits him right in the chest. You hear a crunch as his bones break. Pretty much all of his bones break. He falls to the ground, and with one last snide, he says, I'll be back, and then dies. (laughs) I'm going to, this turn or next turn, whichever, I'm going to lean down and close his eyes and wish him peace in this life, or in the next life, yeah, in this life. He is at peace. Can you not see that? It's very peaceful. <laughs> and he says, I don't, I don't know. He said he would come back. <laughs> We're Celestine's 
going to believe that he's at rest now with his family. (laughs) (laughs) And friends. Which I took care of earlier. (laughs) So, Mr. Noel Packlord, which is what you were fighting, is dead. Well, look, you said that you wanted to chase after the glowing neon knoll. Yeah, I'm going to cast Entangle around and in front of it. Okay. To create difficult terrain, and creature in the area when they cast a spell must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained. Strength saving throw of 14. That's a five. Nice. It is the weeds and vines and things from the plains around us on these hills writhe up and grab onto the knoll, and he's now restrained. Oh, that's a concentration spell, so it's no longer... It's no longer green? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, Lilith, you have restrained this knoll. Izzy, you are alone. What are you wishing to do? So, if there are orcs still fighting other gnolls, I'm going to help them fight back these gnolls. Okay. Izzy goes off to help the orcs. It'll take your full movement to get over there. that's fine. Usarker and Celestine, what do you do? I'm going to provide intellectual support in the form of good ideas, tactics, and observed openings to whichever orcs seem amenable to listening to my good advice. Okay. Some of them do. Some of them seem to think they know better. (laughs) That's fine. I stop giving them advice. I have advice to give to other people. Of course. Now, Lilic, it's your turn. Oh, sorry, Celestine. Did you want to do anything? Oh, I'm just helping route the rest of the gnolls. Okay. At this point, a lot of the gnolls have perished. It seems this was not a very well-coordinated attack. Revenge sometimes isn't. Yep. But Lilic, it's you and this other gnoll. What do you do? I look down at it from atop of Strong Spirit of the Dawn. It growls at you. I growl back. Gnoll, what is your name? You do not have the right to my name. This is fair. I will slit you now. (laughs) I may kill you now, but I might not kill you now. You are at mercy. I'm going to bite your face off when I get out of here. (laughs) What is this, the mafia? (laughs) (laughs) Lilik has learned well from Mina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. This one wants to know things. Oh, true. Uh, Have you seen uh, wyverns, dragons near here? Make an intimidation check with advantage. Oh, good. Because I've got minus one. You're on a horse. (laughs) It's restrained. Mm -hmm. Hey, 18 minus one is 17. Very nice. It glares at you in the eyes and then its ears kind of droop a little bit. When you mention (laughs) wyverns and dragons... We have seen some, mostly near the mountains. They have been problems for many of us. Yes, problems for my kin, too. Do you know where they nest? No. The orcs invaded our land. I assume they're in their land, since they are here in our land. And the mountains are... Are they within sight right now, or are we heading that direction? You are heading that direction. You can okay. see them. You're just in a hilly area. Okay. But you do know where the mountains are. You are heading that's in that direction. that's our destination anyways. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Do you still want to fight? No. I kind of trot back a little ways and gesture behind me and release the spell. He looks confused for a moment. He looks at you and just was expecting to die and that was the end and he goes 
<gasps> and then no. runs off. Yeah, he runs off. I don't know why I have in my head. You know how a dog sneezes? Yes. That's mm -hmm. why I've got in my head. You did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just runs off into the, the morning light. Well, it just kind of stares off after him for a bit. Hey, listeners, this is Ashlyn. Today, I want to give a shout out to our followers on Twitter, RollCall20.Fez, Ewan Martin 16 Drat Hart, Holm1980, Dav8411517, Live from the APOC, Dungeon Alchemy 1, Grapher Chrono, TT Journeys, Dice Collectors, Stream of MT, of Elenology, Michael N. Payne, The Rolled Nate, Sam McGurran, Gurp Streaming, Loremaster IO, 80s Tabletop RPG, and Let's Windsor. And for our Facebook followers, Seamus, Alex, Brandon, Nathaniel, Greg, Erza, and Chris, thank you for liking and following our Facebook page. Do you want to get a shout out from a cast member of Power Word Crit? You can do that by following us on Twitter or Facebook, or you can tweet about the show using the hashtag Power Word Crit, or you can share a post from our Facebook page and include the hashtag Power Word Crit. Or for those without Twitter or Facebook, you can tell us how you shared this podcast with someone by sending an email to powerwordcrit at gmail.com. If you do one of those, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Thanks and back to the show. So the rest of you end up helping the orcs. This was a fairly easy takedown. It wasn't very planned. <laughs> it wasn't a good plan. Wasn't a very good ambush. Yeah, no. It was it was, no, it was a great ambush. Good just idea. Just yeah. Bad execution. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> Combat ends. The some of the orcs start skinning the knolls. Because they're, they're now food at this point. Ew. <laughs> and it takes about an hour to put the tents up, and you guys are able to take a long rest, if you so desire. Yes, please. Yep. Sleeping. I would like, as we're setting things up and getting ready for dinner, I would like to spend a little bit of time with the book. Okay. If I could, Celestine. Yes. A couple questions first. What are these? These? Yes, please. Oh, the gnolls. Oh, uh, have you really never read them in any of your libraries and studies? I've read a great many things in studies and libraries. Perhaps if you would explain them, I would recognize them. So I will explain to Lord Usarker that it's a humanoid race. They are human-hyena hybrid thing? And quite carnivorous, and they're known for their savage culture and warlike ways. The last bunch I encountered had taken over a town, and were terrorizing the town. And we were called in to help the town to rout them, and to make them leave the area. Hmm. So, I do think that I have perhaps read something about them, but I cannot claim to know much do they have a culture, a society, like the lizard folk, the orc, and other tribal creatures? They do. They usually... I point to the one that used to be the pack lord. There's a pack lord, and there's a bunch of gnolls, and other positions in the tribe as well. But they're usually pretty small. They serve Yinagu. Bless you. <laughs> the gnoll god. A gnoll god. Interesting. Very interesting. I take it Bear Dusk is not on speaking terms with them right at the moment. Most people are not. You they know, don't tend to I've work heard well similar things about the orc. 
But here we are with orcs in company and good faith. Interesting. This one seemed to know you. I take it that you did not from the conversation? Oh no, this one was part of the tribe that I had. I routed from the town. So you do recognize it. Interesting. Well, I will bother you no more on it. I'm going to sit down with a corpse and poke it, prod it, examine it. It's not moving. Take notes. I, I, I've got my, my book out and I, I'm you know writing up detailed physiological notes and anatomy and things like that. Okay. Izzy, we also need to talk to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we should finally have that conversation. <laughs> we should. Dinner <laughs> time sounds like a great time. I mean, this is not strange. Uh, Lilik talks to spirits all the time. Why not? I Easy. normally, Lilik, you until recently, I could not do ghosts. this. You, you talk to spirits of the land and earth. That looked more like a wraith. Mm, they take many forms. Spectres of the dead. Some are often the dead who come back are quite malignant. This one seems to be friendly. It does. This is useful. It's not a wraith. It's something called an echo. It's something that I can do now. I can summon... Another me from another place or something. Something happened when Kurt died. I I found out that the reason I have this ability is a god left their domain. A god is speaking to you? No, but by their divine might, they were able to save me. And because of that, it had the after effects of these echoes and I can use them to help me fight apparently (laughs) still trying to get the hang of it I actually I think it attacked when I was hitting at Noel earlier I I didn't think it could do that well it hasn't been very helpful (laughs) when I've tried to summon them before but practice makes perfect I'm still trying to figure out how it works and what it even is but if it helps you I call it Dora how did you learn this mystery. You say that a god gave this to you or intervened for you, but that the god did not speak to you. I'm afraid that I feel as though I'm missing the connection. I actually spoke to the shaman here in the orc tribe. Her name is Batula. She apparently is very familiar with these things, and she actually recognized what was going on with me before even I knew what was going on. Like, you remember how I kept seeing things out of the corner of my eye and thought I saw someone who looked exactly like me. Mm, the hauntings, yes. Yes. Apparently that's what it was. It was these echoes trying to manifest. This is good that the shaman was able to help you. This is the role that Rilek takes in his tribe. Today. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do not know of echoes, but uh, you know, that's assist, okay. assist members. You know as much as I do right now. Mm-hmm. Have you considered working with Batula to further your understanding since she seems trained in these arts? Well, since we're back here now. It seems like an ideal opportunity. Probably a really good idea. Thank you, Lord Pride. Of course. Do you know Wiscard? Which god did this? I, I don't. I just know that a god left their domain and... A god or one of its followers, I think. But they left mm. their domain and changed reality. Because I guess they could choose to either save Kurt or save me. Because we were both on the brink of death. And they chose me. 
That is a heavy burden. Yes. But you are strong. I can see it in you. Thank you. I'm going to treat it as keeping Kurt's memory alive and honoring his memory. You should find out which god did this. It is good to know your uh, benefactor. Good point. Beware the unknown gods. Not all gods that promise and offer or give freely are kind or have your best intentions. I understand that. So I do hope that this is not one of those kinds of gods. But there isn't much to be done about it other than you work with it. Mm, Yep, Mm. I have to live with the hand I've been dealt with. Could not a fellow god discern the will of a god, perhaps? Surely Tempest, the god of battles, might have some insight into this. Um, Cassell seems looking confused, like, I don't even know the answer to that. So she'll tell Usark, or I do not know how the gods interact, actually. So I cannot tell you. I shrug. Perhaps you can pray and ask? Yeah, I'm trying looking up Augury real quick to see what that does. Yes, no questions. Or wheel woe questions, as it were. Augury is only good for the next 30 minutes. Oh. So, no. Celestine does not have a good way of getting an answer at this moment for something like that. That's okay. Are, are you Surely uh, you see you like, interpret signs and I think they uh, messages she can, from your deity. She can see the future. I of, am for the next thirty minutes. Essentially, she can ask questions about what will happen in the next thirty minutes. Celestine's focus and position in her in the church is more focused towards battle and leading of battle. So she does interact with her god. She prays. She does get signs and answers occasionally but in regards to more theological debates in regards to who's talking to who and how they interact that one's a little more out of Celestine's wheelhouse she doesn't know as much about that one that would probably be more the job of the stalwart who are priests or definitely the warline who are the high priest ah this makes sense it is complicated question Probably difficult to see yeah. signs in uh, the splattering of blood. Or rather, the gods <sighs> could answer and choose not to because they don't wish to. They don't deign to share with those who follow them and put their lives in their hands. That is always a possibility. Parents do not always give the answer to their children. They also don't always give the answer that the children want. That time is never a happy occasion for the kids. But it must be done. So Celestine is going to finish reading the books and then probably put them back up. Okay. Can you please roll me an intelligence check? Just a straight intelligence. Because you're working on the one that was in Abyssal, correct? Yep, that is a 10. Ooh, maybe at the end of this you can learn cryptology. Ooh. I have 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) So. The time is ticking. So you have... A sheet of paper next to you, I assume, as you're trying to write all this stuff down. Mm-hmm. Trying to find patterns, things like that. You're able to suss out a couple words, but they're like, and, the, 
You do see the word dragon, so you're able to find the word dragon. Ooh. And you're able to get those those few words. You get they and the word water, but that's all you pretty much get. This this cipher is interesting because the first few words you're like, okay, I got this. And then it just gets really hard. It gets harder and harder. And so it may not just be one cipher going no. on here. Oh, oh no, that's going to be complicated. So you're able to, like I said, you're able to get a few words off of a, a simple cipher. That one was easy to get. However, next year are going to be more difficult. The more you study it, the lower the DC will get. I will just let you know. Okay, sounds good. You guys settle down for the day. The embers slowly die. As, as the sun gets brighter. As the sun gets brighter. This is screwing up my brain. Izzy puts some like extra clothes on top of her face to help block some of the sunlight out and tries to fall asleep. I have some great black habits that should <laughs> black out that sunlight real well. I avoid yep. the rays of the sun. I am surprisingly adept. Little <laughs> uh, the... casts darkness on anybody who really needs it. <laughs> <laughs> How long does that last? Not very long. Just enough for you to fall asleep. <laughs> you guys wake up around 3 or 4 p.m. The camp is starting to become a little bit more active. There were guards during the day. Every once in a while, you'd hear somebody walk by your tent, but... Nothing really happened during the day. And this is the most peaceful you guys have actually traveled this whole campaign. No. <laughs> well, Benefits, outside of the inns, but yes. Benefits of traveling in a large group. You don't have to keep watch. The very scary mm -hmm. orcs is your friends. Someone else <laughs> Nothing is going to mess you. with them. Right. Except for Knowles. <laughs> a few minutes after Sarker wakes up, you hear somebody at the at your tent say, Are you ready yet? Are you up? Are Hello? we all awake at this point, or is it just you, Sarker? I will let you decide. You guys hear this, and if you, if you, is it an orc or is it something else? It sounds like an orc. Are you up? At this point, if you were not awake, you're I'm, you're, you're definitely awake. you're definitely yeah, awake. I'm definitely yeah. awake. Hey, now. are you awake? Izzy lets out a huge uh, yawn. She's like, <sighs> Yeah, we're we're awake. Okay, well, I was sent to come fetch you because we're gonna start leaving about an hour. So get your stuff packed. Right. Bye. Thank you. Do we know you? This you was Duraka. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> that oh. makes sense. Bye, Duraka. That makes much more sense. <laughs> you hear somebody else walk by. <laughs> so temperamental. That one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not temperamental. <laughs> so you guys start on your trek. You get everything ready to go. Eat a meal of... Either knoll breakfast, breakfast mm. of knolls, or mm. Yummy. Uh, dried meat of your choice. Dried meat. Dried meat. Lilith engages in the hospitality of the orcs. It's absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. They have a really special seasoning. Mm -hmm. they, they do. They actually do. The orcs Mangy have great hyena flavored. No, the orcs do. <laughs> and it's not too tough. You'd they... expect it to be tough. It's not that tough. It's very succulent. You used a great meat tenderizer on it. Yeah, they're fists. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. When you've got orcs. Surprised that didn't wake us up. <laughs> yep. You took thought they were drums. They were not drums. <laughs> These orcs do like to party. <laughs> you travel during the night, and it's a very peaceful night. You hear crickets chirping. You hear owls hooting. And the moon 
you can actually see the moon tonight. It's it's waning. It's in its crescent form currently. And you think that the new moon will happen within a week or so. And as you guys travel, one of the orcs saddles up to Lilic, says, The moon greets you. Moon greets you too. What are you? I am of the hard ones, the strong ones. We strong too. Yes. We friend? Have seen this. Yes. Have fought together. Have had meat together. Friends. Have had similar trials. My tribe was lost to uh, dragons. This one has heard you had troubles with wyverns. Yes. Dragons too. Tiny dragons. Hmm. Together we hunt them. Yes. We hunt. Yes. We go to war. Oh no, we got <laughs> We war kill. Cries. Got battle cries going on back there. <laughs> and again, ah, we killed our wyverns. <laughs> Happens. Izzy turns to them. We still have a couple of days before we get there. We kill the wyverns. Celestine will join in with the war cries. War cries are important. <laughs> Very much so. And that actually brightens the mood. It had actually been a little bit somber during the evening. It was a beautiful night, but a little bit somber because they lost their home. And now they're getting a little pumped. They're excited. The impending war. The impending <laughs> war. To say nothing of who, how many may have been killed by gnolls. Mm-hmm. It's true. The night goes by uneventful. Beyond that, Lilic, you have now made a new friend. They like you. They did ask you if they could eat your cat, and then you realize Whiskers has been sitting on the butt of oh, the wow. horse the whole oh, time. Good. Whiskers this is the is first time we've here. seen Whiskers in a couple episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whiskers came. <laughs> Whiskers has been there in the background the entire time. We just forget to mention her. The great nightmare of the adventure, this haunting ghost of a cat <laughs> that follows us around somehow. No. When was the last time we saw Whiskers? Was it Fireball? <laughs> yes. No, it died it in the Fireball. It did not. It was with Whiskers. Whiskers came out of Lord Whiskers came out and Whiskers came out, but did Whiskers ever really it, come? It out? was at Lord. <laughs> it was at Lord Is Whiskers a revenant? <laughs> revenant cat or just a phantom cat? Phantom, phantom cat. cat. Yeah, there's Whiskers. Meow. He asks, "Cat for eating." Usarker doesn't Shrug. like cats. I didn't say that. Usarker has never said anything. Oh, okay. Ula Larg thought cats were for eating. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Whiskers puts its ears back. This one does not know. It is companion to others. Seems to follow Lilic. It's kind of bother. So the orc looks over to Celestine. I eat cat. <laughs> oh, no. David is like Off giving, giving the thumbs up, thumbs up to each of us. You're being very sad and morbid. <laughs> Kurt's ghost will be sad. Kurt's ghost can be sad. Ula Larg's soul will be appeased. <laughs> uh, Celestine will say no. The cat just prefers not to be eaten. Okay. It was our dead companion or our past companions cat. Ah, familiar. Understood. Yeah, basically. We go to war! (laughs) And, yeah. The dawn approaches. You guys had a very wonderful evening. And as the light starts to come up, the now jovial atmosphere of everyone talking about how they're going to kill the wyverns and, you know, bash the little dragons and things like that, the mood becomes a lot more somber and a lot more solemn. Celestine, you've been through this area. You had to go through here through these small towns to get to the town that you saved from the gnolls. 
And you know, after looking around for a bit, you know that Harrenden is supposed to be here. That little town that this orc tribe said that they had trade with. Okay. And as you get closer and closer, you're a little confused because you don't see farmland. You don't see houses. You don't see cattle running around. Are we lost? The lake of blood. And as you approach, you realize that where there used to be a town is a lake. It was a lake of blood, they said, right? Or did they just say a lake? I don't remember. They said a lake of blood. Okay. So Izzy and Celestine, you do remember them mentioning that Harrenden was a lake of blood. Uh... And they were talking literally. This town is gone and all that's left is about a mile wide of red thick liquid inside a crater what happened Mm. celestine's been to many a war in her time she's never seen something this bad ice take sniffs smells coppery interesting this is where our companions perished we assume this is why we were looking for survivors we don't know where this lake came from and we don't know if there's any survivors or I guess I should say bodies at the bottom of this lake we don't know what happened a little difficult to determine that quite terrifying how far are we away from it you guys are you're approaching pretty quickly I would say within the next three or four minutes you're going to be right up on the edge is it really terrifying it's apparently a blood-like substance, but so much of it that it couldn't possibly be from any mortal source. Nor does it seem to show signs of coagulating. How long did you say it's been around? Are we up to weeks now? It's We found it almost a week ago. We don't know how long it's been here, though. We usually come down to trade once a month, and this is what we found. It should have rotted if it were normal blood. Mm. Therefore, whatever we are dealing with, it's not blood. Or rather, it's not normal mortal blood, perhaps. That might make it even more terrifying, then. Eh, For now, it is unknown, and we should reserve terror for when terror raises its head. Okay. You guys are now right at the edge. Blood is not to be frightened of. It suffuses every living thing. Going to get down off of strong spirit of the dawn most living things and going to go to the edge of the the shore of said lake and dip my fingers in and taste it is it blood does it taste like blood it's interesting it has a coppery taste please tell me his character gets eaten by some sort of horrible you get eaten by a blood shark oh jeez i have not made it past what is it, nine episodes? <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm just I'm keeping like, him alive for <laughs> the nine episodes. The last thing I would want to do right now is go up to the lake that's supposedly made of blood and kill an entire town. <laughs> Lilic, I go up to the lake and taste it. <laughs> what Lilic does. I know. No. So it's interesting. It's, one, extremely warm. Hmm. Ew. Oh, ew. It's warmer than it is outside. The thickness isn't quite the thickness of blood. But it has a coppery taste, which is very reminiscent of blood. Mm. It's watered-down blood. Going to cast Detect Magic. Okay, you detect magic. The liquid itself is not magical. However, the edge of this lake 
has an essence of conjuration and a little bit of transmutation. Hmm. Magic it's extremely has faint, though. This place, uh, magic has happened here to bring it here. I mean, this this is obvious, but uh, confirmed. Well, I'm always unpleasantly sort of not surprised when I see something that turns out magic was responsible for it. In this case, it means that it wasn't barfed up by some horrible gluttonous leech. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good to know. That Did is... not leak from great beasts that was slain here. No Still carcass concerning. to bleed it. <laughs> Lilic, go ahead and make either an arcana or a nature check. I'll let you decide. Uh, most likely nature is what I'm better at. Hey, that's a 19 plus 3 for 21. Or I, I guess it would it would really make more sense to be a knowledge arcana because I just learned that it was magic unless this is something that would... This is something different. Okay. So you're looking at the ground that you're standing on mm-hmm. and you're looking on the edge of the lake and something just doesn't add up. Are they different kinds of ground? They're different kinds of ground. They're... Mm different colors, and if you touch the rim of the edge of the lake, it feels extremely hot. Not enough quite to burn you, but it's just the temperature changes is extremely weird. You, he points to one of the orcs. Yes. Uh, You are familiar with this place. Yes. Uh, There was not lake here. No. Think that... This lake was from elsewhere, from a place, hot place, something, and then brought here. This ground is different. So perhaps it is from a copper reservoir near a volcano? Is that what you're trying to say? Perhaps. Perhaps a place of the gods. Look where he points. A place of the gods. Are you talking about... uh, this seems a thing of legends, not a natural thing. Hmm. Yeah, the edge feels like ash, but it's extremely warm. I see what you mean. These two materials are clearly not the same. In fact, can I do a investigation check on this? You may. Use your science. What, ex- what exactly are you looking for? First, I'm going to look at you know the natural ground in the area, and then I'm going to look at it. But I'm, you know, he brought up that this may be from the realm of the gods, and so I'm, one, I, I'm looking to see if this has supernatural qualities to it. Things that come in from other planes of existence often do. Some say that in Thanatos, the realm of the undead overlord Orcus, the land spontaneously rains corpses. And you can find those corpses embedded in the ground, you know. So if this came from the realm of the gods, perhaps, you know, an apple from Elysium, a corpse, you know, embedded into the ground from Thanatos, something like that. Okay, go ahead and roll. Can I use my super magical battle master ability of tactical assessment to increase my investigation? You may. I'm rolling well for once today. That is a 23. As you're thinking back to your studies, your Aunt Esmeralda was very into dreams. Very into dreams. And very into, by by default, different planes of existence. She focused more on the dream plane 
But you do remember her teaching you about the others. All right. There is no plane of blood that you know of. However, you do remember coming across something in a book that she had that sometimes when things shift into a different reality, it either goes well or it does not go well. Sometimes when you're going through the planes, you kind of bump into other ones and you can get weird occurrences, like maybe a lake of blood. Things slide through the cracks. Yes. I would have to consult an actual arcanist, somebody with more understanding of this phenomenon, but I have heard rumors that sometimes when such magics as this conjunctions and the like occur, something can go wrong, and that you can wind up with truly bizarre occurrences. Hmm. Makes one wonder what was trying to be done. Well... I mean, we can't rule out the idea that someone tried to open a gateway to someplace lovely, uh, like Thanatos, and the frozen blood just all melted. Mm. But, (laughs) no, something seems strange here. Like I said, I'm not the right person to question. Actually, do we not have an orcish shaman here who might be more familiar, and possibly they have their own wisdom and understanding? I don't know if they've studied it. I heard shaman! Am I being summoned? It depends. Hi, Batula. What's your knowledge of the planes? Oh, I got a little bit. Then come here. We'd love to have your professional opinion. Okay, hold on. I'm just finishing my stew. It's very delicious. Hold on. Apparently she makes the spices for the group, too. Mm. Mm, This is really good stew. Thank you for the knolls, y'all. Shaman has a very important role in in the tribe. (laughs) Yeah, apparently... So, she she wanders, yeah, she wanders over, and she takes a big gulp of what's ever in her giant bowl. All right, you you summoned me? What's going on here? You said something about shamans and planes. Yes, Lilic has discovered that this mess seems to be foreign to our existence. And, well, I shouldn't say anything because my knowledge on it is rather spotty, but... We understand that you might, you as the local shaman here, might have more in familiarity with such things. Hmm, well, we traveled by here, but we didn't really stop to take a look. We just saw blood and yikes. So, hold on. And she takes one last gulp and puts her ball on the ground. She then sits, crisscrossed applesauce, and starts staring at the lake. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? This is, uh... Is anybody here, like, connected to gods or anything? Celestine raises her hand. I am. Far too many people in this group are connected to gods, but that's neither here nor there. Great. Can I use you as a channel, my dear? Sure. Which god do you worship? Tempest. Okay. Well, let's just... He's He's familiar with blood, so maybe that'll help. (laughs) Yeah, that's good enough. That'll help. All right. She rubs her hands together, and she puts her high end on top of your head. Sit next to me, my dear, please. This is going to tingle a little bit. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're sitting down. If the orc says it's going to tingle, I'm concerned. <laughs> I uh, I lost my focus, so you're going to be a, a temporary focus for right now. She puts her hand on your head, and she mutters some words under her breath, and it sounds vaguely melodic. 
Okay. Like she's singing some sort of lullaby or something. And you feel a tingle on your head and it spreads. It's not uncomfortable. It's pleasant. It feels very similar to whenever you've gotten answers from Tempest, just not necessarily on your head. Okay. And it slowly spreads through your body and you feel some magic flowing through you. And she goes, hmm, hmm. Well, yep, this was a botched shift. These are kind of rare and uh, yikes. I don't think there are any survivors. Oh boy. What's a shift? Oh, you know, like shifting to other planes and transporting things. I'm not entirely sure which ones it went to, but she dips her hand fully in and oh. she pulls it out. Into the water, or into, in, the water into the blood. blood. She goes, <sighs> well, and she licks her hand. Oh, oh, crap. I mean, I did this already. It's true. <laughs> Just a little less yeah, wholeheartedly. You, you got to taste things to get the true nature of stuff. So I feel like this was some sort of, oh boy, it went through, for my guesstimation, Kind of went through an earth plane, maybe the water plane, and somewhere hot. And where did it pick up the uh, blood-like quality? Well, I'm really hoping that this is not our friends that got stuck. How many of your friends were there? Surely they did not have enough blood to fill this. That's That's the weird thing about plane shifts. Sometimes reality gets a little wonky and... There's more blood than you thought there was. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Mm. It seems like somebody tried to go one plane and ended up bouncing around a little bit. And this is definitely a botch plane shift. Wow. Now I'm really concerned about ever doing plane shift. Out of character. It this looks, is not normal. It looks okay. more like they tried to shift the plane rather than shift I mean, normally what planes. happens with the botch teleportation is you get some force damage. Don't normally explode into a pool of blood. I mean, if you take enough force to... <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, the pool you... of blood is a little more difficult to get. Yeah, I can't I can't really tell if this is actual blood or just like that water mixing in with the iron of the earth plane or something, but... Oh, that's true. This it's is... This difference, not like the normal blood. Yeah. So, good news is plane shifts aren't normally like this. Usually you have some sort of tune and fork that gets you to where you need to go, kind of like a key, and then you come back. But either someone tried to do it without and messed up really bad, or they tried to... I don't know. What would anybody want to do with this town? They were great people. So I'm wondering, if this was botched, they probably had something else as maybe a tuning fork. Or if they tried it without, I mean, it should have failed, unless they did something really weird, but... Hey, uh, can we get a search party to look for anything that looks weird around this place? And a couple orcs volunteer. Mm-hmm. I'm um, not a arcanist or student of the arcane, but it might be in the center. Maybe, maybe. But if this was some sort of like, since it's circular, I'm assuming there was some sort of sigil drawn or something. I have no idea. Can you guys help me look for something that looks weird? Around this area, I mean, it's probably a long shot, but we should probably find it. Let's do it. I don't know I, why I, I didn't think help. of this. <sighs> uh, well, it turns into a crocodile. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. That might be our best chance. I'm thinking it's likely under water. Actually, I don't know if I even need to do that because I think I already have a swim speed. You do. 
And I think you can hold your as, breath, too. As the type of lizard folk yeah. that you are, I remember you saying that. You might want to find a species of animal that's resistant to boiling. I hear frogs are good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I don't think you could turn it into anything that can swim yet, right? Or maybe you can at level four. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hooray. Specifically, yes. Hooray. not flying. I'm going to hold off on turning into a crocodile. I think about it. <laughs> okay. Your yes, snout starts to help. turn into a crocodile. Like, nope, mm, never mind. Hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want all of us to roll investigation? If you guys want to look for stuff, you are welcome to. Yes. I would like to spend a superiority dice. Go for it. And Lilith, you said you're diving into it, right? There it is. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be using perception or investigation? Are you going slow or are you going... So first of all, I am going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Okay. Because I don't want to get eaten. <laughs> okay. If there's anything living here. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want one of us to have a rope tied around your middle in case? Probably won't be long enough. You can tie him. The lake. Tie ropes to ropes. Mm. I mean... I don't think you can get a bile worth, but... No. Yeah, we each only this have 50 feet of rope. An idea, but no. Okay, don't get pulled I guess another start pain. thrashing oh. if you need help. <laughs> yes, we'll cast a spell. I've got Mel's Acid Arrow. Maybe I can shoot that out. Okay. Something like that. Flare. Cool. So Lilic, you see Lilic dive into the, the lake of blood-ish mm -hmm. liquid. So what did everybody get on their investigations? Talisman got an eight. Eight. I rolled low and got a 13. Okay. Six. Okay. Total of 20. Nice. Oh, good. 20 of us rolled really well. Which makes sense because I'm the one in the lake. <laughs> yes. Thank goodness. I was tempted to use my token of power, but... Right? Meh. So, for those of you outside of the lake, you walk around and you are scouring with the orcs. Some of them pull up, like, roots and they're like, no, no, this is... No, no, this isn't... I thought that was something else. <laughs> Silly me. You do see traces of, like, pots, maybe some, like, bags of horse feed. You do see torn fabric, some red torn fabric, but that's about it. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be anything outside, as Usarker suggested. Inside, however, Lilic, you start swimming, and how long can you hold your breath? Why are you staring at me? 15 minutes. Why? 15 minutes. Isidore. <laughs> I believe that you could hold your breath as long as you wanted and swim all the way down to as the As long as I'm not incapacitated, yes, mm. I can hold my breath indefinitely. All the way down to the lake of blood? Nah, I think <laughs> Lilic's grossed out. Okay. <laughs> nah, I think Lilic's got it. So Lilic, you start you start scouring you and you're feeling that. the bottom. And the bottom you expect, again, for it to be dirt, mm -hmm. it's not, it's smooth smooth all the way down it feels like ash but as you pull it up like you can't it feels like rock but made out of ash very it, very fine particle yeah it is extremely weird and rub it harder nothing comes off it's just solid oh okay like it's a bowl made out of ash stone it's very it's weird it's been blasted yes the closer you get to the middle the warmer it gets what at this point do? you're about halfway to the middle and you start feeling a little uncomfortable. Okay. However, you do see something up ahead because your investigation was so good. You do see something glinting at the bottom, which is even weirder because there should not really be much light down here, but something is glinting. Okay. How long has it been so far? 
You've been down here, I'll say about 10 minutes. Okay. I'm going to so, go back up real quick. Okay. You know, get a new breath. Give thanks to the air spirits and the earth spirits for the help so far and ask for further guidance and cast guidance. So you go back down and you start heading towards that blinking, glowing, mm-hmm. light reflecting thing that there shouldn't be any light. And it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. You do end up taking two points of fire damage. Yeah, that's fair. From the edge of the lake, Izzy's like, you think he found anything? Squinting her eyes. <laughs> it's like completely still still on the top. Oh no, maybe he's dead. At this point, from what you can see, you can guesstimate you're about 60 feet away. However, if you push forward, you will take a little bit more damage. What do you do? I will continue. Okay. You take two more points of fire damage. And you said you have Pass Without Trace on, right? I do. Go ahead and make a stealth check real oh, quick. Oh, no. That's an ability check, yes? Yes. Not great. And you have plus, plus 10, 10 because of Pass Without Trace. Well, good, because I needed it. I rolled a four plus three for stealth. Seven plus 10, we're at 17, plus an additional four for guidance at 21. Oh. <laughs> From a you roll are, of four. You are How rolling you? so good tonight. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I just manipulated a lot of things. (laughs) Yes, you did. It's a good thing, too, because you get closer to it, and you see that it's a small, kind of oval-looking object. And it it's just Swivels towards me and blinks, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Roll for it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, it looks metal. This seems like the thing. I'm going to approach it further. Okay, you do, and it actually looks like it's part of a very large chain, the closer you get. Is the chain just coiled on the ground, or is it... You just see one link sticking out of the ground. Okay. You also take three more points of fire damage. The area around the chain, as you get right up on it, does not look solid. It looks a lot more like the earth that's up on the side of the lake. I'm going to go and try and touch the chain. Okay. You touch the chain. Don't die. Nothing happens. Thank you. <laughs> Except you take another I two points of like fire damage. I was just my eyes. I'm just like, I really, really hope. <laughs> but the story requires that something happen here. You do take two more points of fire damage because the chain is extremely hot. Okay. But you grab it and you pull it out a little bit and it starts to give way. And it's connected to more chain. Okay. I guess keep pulling it? Yeah. Okay. I can get healed later. Like you're pulling the plug on a toilet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted the blood anyways. Yep. Gonna... So you've been down here for about five minutes at this point. Okay. I'm going to request further help from the gods and spirits for another guidance. Okay. Because it's a cantrip, I can just do it. Okay. Go ahead and make a strength check. Okay. Good timing. If you need to, you can tie a rope around it and bring the rope up. Yeah, I might do that. So this is a strength check, you said? Correct. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, an athletics? Yeah, we'll go with that. athletics. I'm in that. So that's 16 plus 3 for guidance for 19. Okay, you start pulling. It, it kind of doesn't want to move after a certain point, and then it just gives way, and you're... F- and it's floating freely behind okay. you. I'm going and it to keeps swim going up to the And center. going and going. To okay. The surface. You come up to the surface... And you're still tugging it. It's still coming through. I'm going to break the surface. (laughs) (laughs) 
blood splatters everywhere. Do you do like the, the 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 hair flip, but with your frill? Like Ariel coming out of the ocean. Just my my teeth open, like, <laughs> <laughs> like a shark or a crocodile. <laughs> and this chain, the link itself is about the size of your hand. It's a very large chain link. I found something. What'd you find there? Uh, chain. <laughs> very, oh, bring it to me. over very very vast. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That'd be a hard scream, but you can probably do it. Start swimming. You are no longer near where all of the heat is, so you're no longer taking damage. But you're just pulling this chain, and it's coming freely, coming freely. You get to the edge of the lake, and you see five orcs say, We got this. Hold and this. They, and they, they, one picks you up and puts you on the side. and So helpful. Yep, and starts dragging it. And this chain goes on for a very, very, very long time. By the end of it, when it comes out, it's attached to a triangle, a metal triangle with intricate designs on there. And it's, well, I'll tell you next session. Goodbye, everyone. Oh. <laughs> it's glowing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Power Word Crit. Stay tuned for more adventure on powerwordcrit.com or your favorite podcast streaming site. Now, as we end this episode, please enjoy this brief message that we're calling a PS. All right, easy, it's your turn. Yay, it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Multidimensional Izzy crossover with Izzy from New York. <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of the DM. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Oh.